0: Numbers 19. Then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, This is the statute of the law which the Lord has commanded, saying, Speak to the sons of Israel that they bring you an unblemished red heifer in which is no defect and on which a yoke has never been placed. You shall give it to Eleazar the priest, and it shall be brought outside the camp and be slaughtered in his presence." Next, Eleazar the priest shall take some of its blood with his fingers and sprinkle some of its blood towards the front of the tent of meeting seven times. Then the heifer shall be burned in his sight, its hide and its flesh and its blood with its refuse shall be burned. The priest shall take cedar wood and hyssop and scarlet material and cast it into the midst of the burning heifer. The priest shall then wash his clothes and bathe his body in water and afterward come into the camp, but the priest shall be unclean until evening." The one who burns it also shall wash his clothes in the water, and bathe his body in water, and shall be unclean until evening. Now a man who is clean shall gather up the ashes of the heifer, and deposit them outside the camp in a clean place. And the congregation of the sons of Israel shall keep it as water to remove impurity. It is purification from sin. The one who gathers the ashes of the heifer shall wash his clothes, and be unclean until evening and it shall be a perpetual statute to the sons of Israel and to the alien who sojourns among them. The one who touches the corpse of any person shall be unclean for seven days. That one shall purify himself from uncleanness with water on the third day and on the seventh day, and then he will be clean. But if he does not purify himself on the third day and on the seventh day, he will not be clean. Anyone who touches a corpse, the body of a man who has died and does not purify himself, defiles the tabernacle of the Lord, and that person shall be cut off from Israel. Because the water for impurity was not sprinkled on him, he shall be unclean. His uncleanness is still on him. This is the law when a man dies in a tent. Everyone who comes into the tent and everyone who is in the tent shall be unclean for seven days. Every open vessel which has no covering tied down on it shall be unclean. Also anyone who in the open field touches one who has been slain with the sword or who has died naturally or a human bone or a grave shall be unclean for seven days. Then for the unclean person they shall take some of the ashes of the burnt purification from sin and flowing water shall be added to them in a vessel. A clean person shall take hyssop and dip it in the water and sprinkle it on the tent and on all the furnishings and on the persons who were there and on the one who touched the bone or the one slain, or the one dying naturally, or the grave. Then the clean person shall sprinkle on the unclean on the third day, and on the seventh day, and on the seventh day he shall purify him from uncleanness, and he shall wash his clothes, and bathe himself in water, and shall be clean by evening. But the man who is unclean and does not purify himself from uncleanness, that person shall be cut off from the midst of the assembly, because he has defiled the sanctuary of the Lord. The water for impurity has not been sprinkled on him, he is unclean. So it shall be a perpetual statute for them, and he who sprinkles the water for impurity shall wash his clothes, and he who touches the water for impurity shall be unclean until evening. Furthermore, anything that the unclean person touches shall be unclean, and the person who touches it shall be unclean until evening. Chapter 20 Then the sons of Israel, the whole congregation, came to the wilderness of Zin in the first month, and the people stayed at Kadesh. Now Miriam died there and was buried there. There was no water for the congregation, and they assembled themselves against Moses and Aaron. The people thus contended with Moses and spoke, saying, If only we had perished when our brothers perished before the Lord! Why then if you brought the Lord's assembly into this wilderness, for us and our beasts to die here? Why have you made us come up from Egypt to bring us into this wretched place? It is not a place of grain or figs or vines or pomegranates, nor is there water to drink. Then Moses and Aaron came in from the presence of the assembly to the doorway of the tent of meeting and fell on their faces. Then the glory of the Lord appeared to them, and the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Take the rod, and you and your brother Aaron assemble the congregation and speak to the rock before their eyes, that it may yield its water." "'You shall thus bring forth water for them out of the rock "'and let the congregation and their beasts drink.' "'So Moses took the rod from before the Lord "'just as he had commanded him. "'And Moses and Aaron gathered the assembly before the rock. "'And he said to them, "'Listen now, you rebels. "'Shall we bring forth water for you out of this rock?' "'Then Moses lifted up his hands "'and struck the rock twice with his rod. "'And water came forth abundantly, "'and the congregation and their beasts drank.' But the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Because you have not believed me to treat me as holy in the sight of the sons of Israel, therefore you shall not bring this assembly into this land which I have given them. Those were the waters of Meribah, because the sons of Israel contended with the Lord, and he proved himself holy among them. From Kadesh Moses then sent messengers to the king of Edom. Thus your brother Israel has said, You know all their hardship that has befallen us that our fathers went down to Egypt, and we stayed in Egypt a long time, and the Egyptians treated us and our fathers badly. But when we cried out to the Lord, he heard our voice and sent an angel and brought us out from Egypt. Now behold, we are at Kadesh, a town on the edge of your territory. Please let us pass through your land. We will not pass through field or through vineyard. We will not even drink water from a well. We will go along the king's highway, not turning to the right or left, until we pass through your territory. Edom, however, said to him, "'You shall not pass through us, or I will come out with sword against you.' Again the sons of Israel said to him, "'We will go up by the highway, and if I and my livestock do drink any of your water, then I will pay its price. Let me only pass through on my feet, nothing else.' But he said, "'You shall not pass through.' And Edom came out against him with a heavy force and with a strong hand. Thus Edom refused to allow Israel to pass through his territory, so Israel turned away from him. Now when they set out from Kadesh, the sons of Israel, the whole congregation, came to Mount Hor. Then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron at Mount Hor by the border of the land of Edom, saying, Aaron will be gathered to his people, for he shall not enter the land which I have given to the sons of Israel, "'because you rebelled against my command "'at the waters of Meribah. "'Take Aaron and his son Eleazar "'and bring them up to Mount Hor, "'and strip Aaron of his garments "'and put them on his son Eleazar, "'So Aaron will be gathered to his people "'and will die there.' "'So Moses did just as the Lord had commanded, "'and they went up to Mount Hor "'in the sight of all the congregation. "'After Moses had stripped Aaron of his garments "'and put them on his son Eleazar, "'Aaron died on top of the mountain.' Then Moses and Eliezer came down from the mountain. When all the congregation saw that Aaron had died, all the house of Israel wept for Aaron thirty days. Chapter 21 When the Canaanite, the king of Arad, who lived in the Negev, heard that Israel was coming by the way of Atharim, then he fought against Israel and took some of them captive. So Israel made a vow to the Lord and said, if you will indeed deliver this people into my hand, then I will utterly destroy their cities. The Lord heard the voice of Israel and delivered up the Canaanites. Then they utterly destroyed them and their cities. Thus the name of the place was called Hormah. Then they set out from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom. And the people became impatient because of the journey. The people spoke against God and Moses. Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no food and no water, and we loathe this miserable food. The Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people, so that many of the people of Israel died. So the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned because we have spoken against the Lord and you. Intercede with the Lord that he may remove the serpents from us. And Moses interceded for the people. Then the Lord said to Moses, Make a fiery serpent, and set it on a standard. And it shall come about that everyone who is bitten, when he looks at it, he will live. And Moses made a bronze serpent, and set it on the standard. And it came about that if a serpent bit any man, when he looked at the bronze serpent, he lived. Now the sons of Israel moved out and camped in Oboth. They journeyed from Oboth and camped at ai in the wilderness which is opposite Moab to the east. From there they set out and camped in Wadi Zered. From there they journeyed and camped on the other side of Arnon, which is in the wilderness that comes out of the border of the Amorites, for the Arnon is the border of Moab, between Moab and the Amorites. Therefore it is said in the book of the wars of the Lord, Wahab in Sufa, and the wadis of the Arnon, and the slope of the wadis that extend to the site of Ar, and leans to the border of Moab. From there they continued to Beer, that is the well where the Lord said to Moses, Assemble the people, that I may give them water. Then Israel sang this song, Spring up a well, sing to it, the well which the leaders sank, which the nobles of the people dug with the scepter and with their staffs. And from the wilderness they continued to Matana, and from Matana to Nahalil, and from Nahalil to Bamoth, and from Bemoth to the valley that is in the land of Moab at the top of Pisgah, which overlooks the wasteland. Then Israel sent messengers to Sihon king of the Amorites, saying, Let me pass through your land. We will not turn off into the field or vineyard. We will not drink water from the wells. We will go by the king's highway until we have passed through your border. But Sihon would not permit Israel to pass through his border. So Sihon gathered all his people and went out against Israel in the wilderness and came to Jahaz and fought against Israel. Then Israel struck him with the edge of the sword and took possession of his land from the Arnon and the Jabbok, as far as the sons of Ammon, for the border of the sons of Ammon was Jazer. Israel took all these cities, and Israel lived in all the cities of the Amorites, in Heshbon and in all her villages. For Heshbon was the city of Sihon, king of the Amorites, who had fought against the former king of Moab and had taken all his land out of his hand, as far as the Arnon. Therefore those who use Proverbs say, Come to Heshbon, let it be built. So let the city of Sihon be established. For a fire went forth from Heshbon, a flame from the town of Sihon. It devoured Ar of Moab, the dominant heights of the Arnon. Woe to you, O Moab! You are ruined, O people of Chemosh. He has given his sons as fugitives and his daughters into captivity to an Amorite king, Sihon. But we have cast them down. Heshbon is ruined as far as Dibon. And we have laid waste even to Nophah, which reaches to Mediba. Thus Israel lived in the land of the Amorites. Moses sent to spy out Jazer, and they captured its villages, and dispossessed the Amorites who were there. Then they turned and went up by the way of Bashan, and Og the king of Bashan went out with all his people for the battle at Adrai. But the Lord said to Moses, Do not fear him, for I have given him into your hand and all his people and his land, and you shall do to him as you did to Sihon, king of the Amorites who lived at Heshbon. So they killed him and his sons and all his people, until there was no remnant left of him, and they possessed his land. Colossians 4 Masters, grant your slaves justice and fairness, knowing that you too have a master in heaven. Devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving praying at the same time for us as well, that God will open up to us a door for the Word, so that we may speak forth the mystery of Christ, for which I have also been imprisoned, that I may make it clear in the way I ought to speak. Conduct yourselves with wisdom toward outsiders, making the most of the opportunity. Let your speech always be with grace, as though seasoned with salt, so that you will know how you should respond to each person. As to all my affairs, Tychicus, our beloved brother and faithful servant and fellow bondservant in the Lord, will bring you information. For I have sent him to you for this very purpose, that you may know about our circumstances, and that he may encourage your hearts. And with him, Onesimus, our faithful and beloved brother, who is one of your number, they will inform you about the whole situation here. Aristarchus, my fellow prisoner, sends you his greetings, and also Barnabas's cousin Mark, about whom you received instructions. If he comes to you, welcome him. And also Jesus, who is called Justice. These are the only fellow workers for the kingdom of God who are from the circumcision, and they have proved to be an encouragement to me. Epaphras, who is one of your number, a bondslave of Jesus Christ, sends you his greetings, always laboring earnestly for you in his prayers that you may stand perfect and fully assured in all the will of God. For I testify for him that he has a deep concern for you and for those who are in Laodiceus and Hierapolis. Luke, the beloved physician, sends you his greetings, and also Demas. Greet the brethren who are in Laodicea, and also Nympha and the church that is in her house. When this letter is read among you, have it also read to the church of the Laodiceans, and you, for your part, read my letter that is coming from Laodicea. Say to Archippus, take heed to the ministry which you have received in the Lord, that you may fulfill it. I, Paul, write this greeting with my own hand. Remember my imprisonment. Grace be with you.